Hi, this is John Cryer, and I am hosting a new seven-part true crime podcast called Lawyers, Guns, and Money that'll challenge everything you think you know about U.S. covert operations and presidential misconduct. From Jack Bryan, the director of American PSYOP, comes the incredible true story of John Mattis, a newly sworn in Miami public defender in the 1980s who has found himself completely in over his head. I step off the plane and there is a van with a couple guys with Uzis. And one of them in broken English said, welcome to Bogota, John. Mattis's first felony defendant has been arrested for having a machine gun and tells Mattis a dangerous secret. He was shipping arms into Central America on behalf of the CIA as a first-time lawyer, I want to act like I know what I'm doing. But with the help of a Colombian drug smuggler... How much money the CIA raised by hitting up drug dealers? A lot of money, millions of dollars. An Alabama mercenary... They were prepared to die to the last man. I saw this in them. I saw the fire in their eyes. And they made me their war chief. And a newly elected senator, John Kerry... We are looking at allegations of drug running, gun smuggling, conspiracy to commit murder and murder itself. He'll fight to free his client. The judge said, show me in a courtroom how we were at war. Expose an illegal war being run by the White House. I mean, I wanted him involved, but I didn't want to be on record as doing it. And somehow stay alive in the process. I just escaped a kidnapping by the CIA in Costa Rica. This is Lawyers, Guns, and Money. So you have a man in Armani suit standing on the bow of a boat with a rocket launcher and says, if I lose sight of you, I will launch. You will be vaporized. Available everywhere starting October 29th, or get it ad-free and early starting October 22nd at lawyersgunsandmoney.supercast.com. There you'll find bonus episodes along with exclusive content. Subscribe now. You voted. I did. You protested. Again. You postcarded. So many Sundays. You posted on social media. Got some likes. And you're still reeling from all the terrible news. Yeah, but what else can I do? I'm Kelly. I'm Lila. And we're going to help you figure that out. Each week, we'll interview people on the front lines of political action about the things they actually did to take action. What got them started, who helped them along the way, and what they'd do differently if they had it to do all over again. And in the process, we'll give you concrete advice about how to take the leap from freaking out on Twitter to making a difference. Follow What Can I Do wherever you listen to podcasts or tune in on whatcanidopodcast.com. So to be clear, Mr. Trump has no financial relationships with any Russian oligarchs. That's what he said. I, I, that's what I said. That's obviously what the, the, our position is. I'm not aware of uh, any of those activities. I have been called a surrogate at a time or two in that campaign, and I didn't have not have communications with the Russians. What do I have to get involved with Putin for? I have nothing to do with Putin. I've never spoken to him. I don't know anything about him other than he will respect me. Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 
emails that are missing. So, it is political. You're a communist. No, Mr. Green. Communism is just a red herring. Like all members of the oldest profession, I'm a capitalist. Hello, this is A.G., the anonymous host of Muller She Wrote. With me, as always, is Jaleesa Johnson. Hey. And Jordan Coburn. Hello. And today, I wanted to go over our assessment of what came out in the Department of Justice Inspector, Inspector General's findings into the 2016 election, the big DOJIG report. So when yeah. I say DOJ, DOJIG, I don't even know if it's easier <laughs> to say the whole thing or not. Right. The IG report, 500 plus pages. Um, and there's just a lot that came out but there are there are some main points i wanted to go over and i i haven't noticed any nothing in here surprised me nothing in here shocked me right. or or is different from anything that we've been saying at all but i wanted to release this as soon as possible because i wanted everybody to know what is in this report before monday i just totally. i i want to get it out there uh first let's talk about what was reviewed in this report which we already knew because of our last episode we went over this. First, the investigation was going to find out if there was bias in the FBI between Strzok and Page. The, you know, the two people texting each other. Mm-hmm. The, the Nunes had a dick exploded. I don't know. <laughs> Next, the report covers Comey's press conference on Clinton and his two letters to Congress to reopen the Wiener laptop situation. Mm-hmm. The next issue is whether or not McCabe should have been recused altogether from the Clinton probe. Mm. Um, the next point of the investigation is whether or not uh, a DOJ official fed information to the Hillary campaign. Um, this is about uh, the WikiLeak dump that showed a guy named Kadzik, the assistant AG for legislative affairs. He emailed Podesta about an HRC oversight hearing and a FOIA request for State Department emails. And yeah. They were like, should he have done that? <laughs> Finally, the report was supposed to cover any other noteworthy DOJ and FBI leaks. Um, I, this should have been about the New York field office threatening to leak uh, the Wiener laptop, but it really didn't go into it like I wanted it to. Well, anyway, let's start with whether or not the Struck and Page texts had any political influence on the FBI investigation. We here at Mueller, she wrote, said no. The answer is no. <laughs> the IG finding states, quote, our report did not find evidence to connect the political views expressed in these messages to specific investigative decisions that were reviewed. Rather, we found the investigative decisions were the result of discretionary judgments and were not unreasonable. Nice. Point for us. Point yes. MSW, it's no conjecture. MSW1, Trump zero. <laughs> you put beans on it, they were there. <laughs> Next, the investigation wanted to determine if Comey acted within policy when he made his July 5th announcement and then again when he sent letters to Congress about the Wiener laptop. We said he went against DOJ policy but didn't have a choice. The OIG found that, yes, he did go against DOJ policy. Yeah, I mean, no. <laughs> we also said that not sending the letter could delegitimize a Clinton win and that leaks uh, pressured Comey into announcing the IG did determine that the FBI should have acted on the Wiener laptop sooner than it did, and we'll get into that more later. Mm-hmm. The IG, however, found no evidence that Comey's decisions were politically motivated. Quote, mm-hmm. instead, we found that his decision was a result of several interrelated factors that were connected to his concern 
that failing to alert Congress would harm the FBI and his ability to lead it, and in his view, Clinton was going to win the presidency and that she would be perceived to be an illegitimate president if the public first learned of the Wiener laptop after the election. Yeah. Although, yeah. yeah, although Comey told us he didn't make the decision because it would leak otherwise, several FBI officials are saying that the concern about leaks did play a role in the decision. All right. Oh, yeah. Correct. <laughs> Next was whether or not McCabe should have recused himself from the Clinton email probe. Mm. We said no. He did everything right when he hired the ethics guy and he talked to the FBI and tried to figure it out because his wife was running. Right. And he was getting money from the DCCC. Uh, so we said no. He did everything right. And the IG report says... We are correct. Yeah. (laughs) On this issue, quote, we believe McCabe did what he was supposed to do and that McCabe was not at any time required to recuse under relevant authorities, even though he voluntarily recused himself on November 1st. Mm. This feels good. Very validating. I was going to say, can we do this for all of our segments? (laughs) (laughs) What about when we're wrong, though? Yeah. Yeah. Price is right wrong. (laughs) Or Blue's Clues, it sounded like. (laughs) 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 Next is the whole Kodzik affair. Did Kodzik release non-public information? We said no. The IG said no. (laughs) That is correct. The IG found, quote, we did not find that Kodzik Kodzik released non-public information or misused his official position. All right. Kodzik was the guy who emailed Podesta about the HRC FOIA request. This is the thing that Trumpers keep harping on Podesta about. Podesta's going to go to prison. Podesta this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what? Shove it. We were right. Nice. So the main piece I was waiting for, and the thing I wanted was waiting for this whole report to come out, was the New York field office leaks. And it's important to note that a source briefed on the IG report says that the issue of alleged leaks to Rudy Giuliani about the Wiener laptop is not limited to what's in this report. Hmm. We've conjectured that there's an entire other investigation into those leaks, and now that's been corroborated. Uh, One should note uh, what Devin Nunes said on Fox this week tell you what we know about that at the time. So we actually had, and I've never actually said this before, um, because we had whistleblowers, but we couldn't really use the information, but now that it's in the IG report, we can. We had whistleblowers that came to us in late September of 2016 who talked to us about this laptop sitting up in New York that had additional emails on it. I mean, the House Intelligence Committee, we had that, but we, we couldn't do anything with it. When so, was that again? In 2016. What do you know when exactly? Uh, I think it was late September. Okay, so the, ultimately, th- they didn't move on this until so, late so, October. So good FBI agents brought this to our attention, but what could we do with it? Well, there's another exchange I want to bring to your attention. So hey, Nunez was in on it on the New York field mm-hmm. office leaks. Uh, and may have been pressuring Comey or may have been the reason Comey had to come out in front of all this. Mm -hmm. All of the, you know, it's all stacking up in our favor on what we think, the reason why Comey had to break, go outside uh, of DOJ policy and be insubordinate. He uh, was cornered, almost framed in some ways. (laughs) He he was blackmailed. Yeah, yeah. If you, you know, we're going to come out with this uh, from a pro-Trump, anti-Hillary point of view. Mm -hmm. And if that had happened, shit would have been fucked. Totally. So... There's that. And also of note, Eric Prince told Breitbart in November of 2016 that he had contacts inside one PP. That's one police plaza. <laughs> it's not a PP tape. That told him about the Wiener laptop. So he knew about it. 
So make sure to check out the full episode this Monday that includes an exclusive scoop on the New York field office that came out of an interview with Scott Stedman, really brilliant young journalist out of UC Irvine. I fully believe now that something will come out exonerating Comey and his decision to come out with the Wiener laptop uh, news ahead of the uh, of any pro-Trump leakers out of the New York field office. Mm. So put some beans on it. Yeah. What do you guys think? That was amazing. Yay. I wish we could do that every me 30 too. or so episodes. <laughs> Those make me so happy. I love it. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And please check out our main episode Monday morning in the middle of the night, probably. Uh, mm-hmm. I am your host, AG. I've been Jaleesa Johnson. I've been Jordan Coburn. And this is Muller She Wrote. Muller She Wrote is produced and engineered by AG with editing and logo design by Jaleesa Johnson. Market consulting by Amanda Reeder at Unicorn Creative. Our digital media director and subscriber managers are Jordan Coburn and Sarah Hirschberger Valencia. Our partners are fastgrass.org and joysteaspoon.com. Fact checking and research by AG with support from Jaleesa Johnson and Jordan Coburn. Muller She Wrote staff includes A.G., Jaleesa Johnson, Jordan Coburn, Sarah Hirschberger-Valencia, Jesse Egan, and Sarah Lee Steiner. Our web design and branding are by Joelle Reeder with Moxie Design Studios, and our website is MullerSheWrote.com. They might be giants have been on the road for too long. Too long. And they might be giants aren't even sorry. Not even sorry. And audiences like the shows too much. Too much. And now they might be giants are playing their breakthrough album Flood. All of it. And they still have time for other songs. They're fooling around. Who can stop They Might Be Giants and their liberal rock agenda? Who? No one. This happens to pay for with somebody else's money. MSW Media. Hi, this is John Cryer, and I am hosting a new seven-part true crime podcast called Lawyers, Guns, and Money that'll challenge everything you think you know about U.S. covert operations and presidential misconduct. From Jack Bryan, the director of American PSYOP, comes the incredible true story of John Mattis, a newly sworn-in Miami public defender in the 1980s who has found himself completely in over his head. I step off the plane, and there is a van with a couple guys with Uzis. And one of them in broken English said, welcome to Bogota, John. Mattis's first felony defendant has been arrested for having a machine gun and tells Mattis a dangerous secret. He was shipping arms into Central America on behalf of the CIA. As a first-time lawyer, I want to act like I know what I'm doing. But with the help of a Colombian drug smuggler, how much money the CIA raised by hitting up drug dealers? A lot of money, millions of dollars. An Alabama mercenary. They were prepared to die to the last man. I saw this in them. I saw the fire in their eyes. And they made me their war chief. And a newly elected senator, John Kerry. We are looking at allegations of drug running, gun smuggling, conspiracy to commit murder and murder itself. He'll fight to free his client. The judge said, Show me, in a courtroom, how we were at war. Expose an illegal war being run by the White House. I mean, I wanted him involved, but I didn't want to be on record as doing it. And somehow stay alive in the process. 
I just escaped a kidnapping by the CIA in Costa Rica. This is Lawyers, Guns, and Money. So you have a man in an Armani suit standing in the bow of a boat with a rocket launcher and says, if I lose sight of you, I will launch. You will be vaporized. Available everywhere starting October 29th, or get it ad-free and early starting October 22nd at lawyersgunsandmoney.supercast.com. There you'll find bonus episodes along with exclusive content. Subscribe now.